In the early 80s, I was your typical American kid who watched Rainbow Bright and Care Bears. He-Man married Barbie about once a week, and I feasted on raw hot dogs and purple-flavored popsicles. I was in love with Knight Rider. And I saw ghosts and angels. You see what I did there? First I told you I was a typical kid, and then I hit you with a whopper. I was a typical kid who saw ghosts, otherwise known as souls who are stuck. Also, human souls who are fully crossed over into the heaven or afterlife dimension, and angels who are non-human, loving beings gifted to us by our creator to guide and guard us. I call all of these beings spirit, and growing up, these were my friends. Now I get it. Not everyone here believes this is possible. I mean, how many people do you know, sober and sane, who believe in spirit? And yet, it's true. I, like many other people in this world, have a relationship with spirit. Sometimes I'll wake up and spirit is standing at the foot of my bed, waiting for me to wake up. Or a spirit child is playing peekaboo with me while I'm cooking dinner. Sometimes they'll send me a beautiful sign, like a smell or a cardinal, a penny, a feather. Sometimes they'll put a picture in my mind's eye of something they want me to know about their life or their death. You see, spirit is around us all the time, even now, in this auditorium, right behind you. <laughs> no big deal. I grew up in the small town of Albia, Iowa. We lived in a big Victorian house about a block away from a cemetery. Each night as mom would cuddle me to sleep, I would hear the sound of a string quartet, the clinking of glasses and laughter as if a party was happening downstairs. My dad would go for a run in the cemetery and often I would go along. And when we would leave, spirit would follow me home, often spirit children. We would play in my room until they heard a voice calling them home, and then they would just disappear. Now, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes this was scary. I had trouble sleeping at night, and I didn't like to be by myself, especially during my brother's ninja phase, when he dressed himself in white and slithered around the house for hours. <laughs> but over time, I got good at telling spirit to go away when I was scared, and eventually, my brother got over his ninja phase. In 1984, my parents bought the theater in town. Actually, it was called an opera house because it was made for live performances. It had been closed for a while, so my parents and a lot of volunteers restored it to its former glory. When I first visited the theater as a psychic child, I was overwhelmed. Spirit was everywhere, walking around dressed in clothing from all different time periods, chatting and having fun. I smelled perfume and cigar smoke and roasted peanuts. And then I smelled fire, as if the theater was burning. I turned to tell my mom what I smelled, and as I did that, every spirit in the room stopped and watched me. And then, just for a moment, they changed the room around me to show me that a fire had happened there. 
this was kind of like a spiritual IMAX experience. <laughs> when it was done, three spirits remained. They called themselves the guardians, or the angels, of the theater, and they promised that they would always take care of my family. Then they showed me a picture of our family car and put the taste of something sweet in my mouth. It might interest you to know that later that year, my family was in a car accident and I was eating Starburst candy. And I believe the guardians were there to help save our lives. My family all recovered from the wreck and life went on. I continued to coexist with spirit, and I think I got to learn things that a typical little girl in that time didn't get to learn. For instance, by listening to them, I learned how to make my voice sound like a vaudeville singer. <laughs> I watched spirit mess with the light boards and the breaker system during live performances, and crouched in the corner watching them celebrate, I learned how to dance the Charleston. This was my life. I was perfectly content until the fifth grade. Fifth grade hit me like a piece of cafeteria pizza. <laughs> Seemingly overnight, my elementary school friends had turned cool. The girls were wearing guest jeans, lip gloss, some even had boobs. <laughs> the boys smelled like cologne and body odor. Me? <laughs> I thought it practical that summer to cut my hair really short on account of the heat, and I still had my elementary kid body, so I looked just like one of the boys. I was all of a sudden aware of myself all the time. So I was elated when a friend invited me to her house after school. We became fast friends, and I gave her my heart. I told her about my spirit friends, and she was delighted. I had found my one friend, my confidant. And then I went to school and realized she had told my classmates that I was a witch. In a schoolyard second, I was deemed the outcast. I remember getting into my locker and being acutely aware of my peers looking at me and whispering, my crush walked over to me, leaned against my locker, and breathing bubblicious gum through his braces, he said, Hey, I heard you're a witch or something. Can you make a spell to fix your face? <laughs> and inevitably, when I would sit down in class, someone behind me would cough, Witch! I sat alone at lunch. I hung out with a teacher at recess. I was lonely. Spirit friends weren't enough for me anymore. In fact, they were getting in the way of my fitting in, and I desperately wanted to fit in. So, through tears and determination, I told them to go away. And the next day, I showed up with a trapper keeper, lip gloss, a padded bra, and a decision to fit in. Instead of owning who I was, I dove deep into what I thought would make me popular. And over the next few years, I became the cheerleader, the student council rep, Miss Teen of Iowa, an opera singer, the charismatic teacher. 
I perfected this costume so well, no one had any idea I was lonely and that depression was taking root in my soul day after day. And it was easier than admitting to the whole world and myself what I really was, a medium. I kept this costume on so long, I forgot about my gifts altogether. I met my husband in graduate school. He is yummy. <laughs> I didn't tell him about my gifts because I had forgotten them entirely. But the day before we had our first child, our beautiful Olivia, something happened. Standing in our tiny bathroom, I found myself surrounded by this weird and wonderful light. It was like flecks of gold moving slowly and deliberately around me. And I remembered, these were my angels. They hadn't gone anywhere, but I had, and I was coming back. They told me that I would give birth the next day and that all would be well. And after their message, their light faded, but I had a renewed awareness that they were at my side every minute. So I took a deep breath, walked out of that bathroom, and decided to tell my husband what had just happened. His back was to me as he chopped tomatoes. I told him tentatively, and I saw him slow down as he listened. When I was done, he turned around, and I'm telling you, this felt like slow motion. Childhood shame was billowing through me. He looked at me, and he said, Well, holy shit! <laughs> and then he gave me one of his giant bear hugs. He did something I will cherish the rest of my life. He did something. I will, are the bats here? Oh, of course, with the psychic. Welcome. <laughs> Stay out of my hair, will you? <laughs> so my husband did something in that moment that I will cherish the rest of my life. He believed me. And in that moment, the fifth grade outcast, the cheerleader, and the beauty queen made way for me, just me. And for the first time in a long time, I felt good in my skin again, and I no longer needed that costume. We moved to Des Moines in 2013, and after a few years working in children's ministry, I took a leap of faith and became a full-time angel communicator and psychic medium. I am me, 24 hours a day, every day. If we meet and you ask me what I do, I'll tell you. I'm an angel communicator and psychic medium without missing a beat. If you call my cell phone, the outgoing message says, you've reached Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you come to my house, you're gonna see all the normal stuff. Artwork on the fridge, piles of laundry, dishes in the sink, as well as crystals, angel oracle cards, white sage for clearings, pictures of Jesus. On any given day, our house smells like fish sticks and incense. 
a magical blend of my life as a mama and spiritual helper. Every day I put myself out there, unashamed and unafraid. You might not believe my story, and that's okay. But perhaps my story can be an example of how we can respect each other and hold each other up, especially when our beliefs and our backgrounds are different. So tomorrow, I'll wake up at 6.30, make sure the snacks are in the backpack, that the trumpet makes it to school, and I will scoop the cat litter. <laughs> and then I might be on the radio or preparing for a group reading or invite people into my home, the living and the dead, who need my help. It is a crazy, wonderful life, and I am grateful for all of it. Thank you.